This episode of Innovations in Education is brought to you by Adobe Sign. Adobe Sign helps schools go paperless, which revolutionizes the business of running an institution. Use Adobe Sign to create seamless workflows that are simple for staff and students to complete and can save your school both time and money. Reduce errors, increase security and compliance, and foster operational resiliency. From HR, finance, and procurement forms to student-facing forms like IEPs and device consent forms, paperless workflows powered by Adobe Sign create digital experiences in schools that make life a little easier for the entire campus community. Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eCampus News bi-monthly podcast that aims to inform and analyze the current state of play in higher education and technology. My name is Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. Regular listeners of this podcast may notice a few changes around the place. In the spirit of the school, new school year, we decided to try some new features to engage and maybe even entertain you. In a nutshell, look for more stuff, executive summaries of the big news from the past few weeks, more concise interviews with the players that are making that news. Also, some more pointers to data you might find insightful, all posed in one convenient spot on the Innovation and Education webpage. So let's get started. Disturbing new numbers released this week concerning the number of students applying to college. The National Student Clearinghouse Research Center shows undergraduate enrollment down 3.2% since fall of 2020, largely mirroring last fall's drop of 3.5%. The data capture headcounts through September 23rd at half of the institutions that report to the clearinghouse. So that's roughly 1,800 schools. And this number is now a closely watched indicator of of sector-wide trends. So that means from the fall of 2019 to this semester, the number of undergraduate students has fallen by a total of 6.5%. That current rate of decline, if that holds up, that would be the largest two-year decline in at least 50 years in the United States. So what's going on here? People are pointing to many different factors. One, just the pandemic itself preventing students from from going forward, maybe lack of oversight and lack of counseling in high school. It seems that the rich get richer. The top 20 schools have actually seen more people apply to those places, while community colleges have have suffered the most, which is kind of a, a weird inverse. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there was an expectation that people would say, well, forget about the cost of, of a private school. I'm going to go and, and get some classes uh, at a community college while we go forward. So there's, you know, it's, it's still unclear, as so many things are during this period of COVID about what's going on. Uh, Ed Camargo, who's the managing director of the U.S. for Incubative, posted a piece uh, this week to eCampus News about what he says universities need to do in order to roll with these new circumstances. Uh, The piece is called, Is Higher Education Ready for Its Tech Renaissance? Uh, He writes in part, one of the key marketing lessons learned as the pandemic changed our lives was that the winning brands were the ones that adjusted and met with the new reality with new solutions. They changed their creative approaches and messaging to match what was happening. This will continue to be true moving forward. Consumers react positively to communication that matches what they are experiencing and who they are. This means that universities need to ensure their communications are not tone deaf 
and reflect the experiences and realities of the audience they are speaking to. Targeting and relevance are key to unlocking engagement. Another dramatic disruption for higher ed IT infrastructure during these times is the responsibility of payment processing and PCI compliance to third-party solution providers. Everything has essentially gone paperless in the past 18 months, and it looks like it will stay that way. From uh, students putting payments in at, at the cafeteria to making sure that suppliers and invoices are being processed properly, everything went from something that was paper-based to, uh, to online. And especially when it comes to the providers who help lower PCI scope for schools and provide value-added services, and which saves time, increase security, and lower processing costs. However, choosing that wrong provider that can help you with these duties can result in problems that detract from their value. I hosted a recent webinar for eCampus News with Monique Polis. She's the assistant treasurer at Carnegie Mellon University, and Becky Kella. Becky is the manager of treasury services at Western Washington University, and they discussed the benefits of leveraging third-party solution providers and gave examples from their experiences of putting strategies together when they select trusted providers. Here's a snippet. How how has the, the recent tumult affected the student experience when it comes to using these sort of technologies? Well, Actually, um, because of COVID, there are some blessings that have come out of that, the whole pandemic. And one of them was opening the eyes of departments who are like, I've got a student has to pay this fee. And in the past, they would take a check and then bring it down or send the forms back and forth. And we're like, we've got a great solution for you. And we'd we'd set up an e-market site for them. So we did increase the number of sites that we had out there with COVID that kind of helped that and pushed that along because departments really, you know, and in that case, those cases, they weren't looking for some major solution for themselves, just an easy way for students to make payments. Sure. Yeah. I'll Monique, second that. You? Yeah, I was going to say, I'll second that. I felt very fortunate to have an established e-commerce solution that was running and generally known throughout the campus, existing processes and controls in place so that when people came with fast-moving challenges, it was one thing that I could trust and say, you know what, I think this is going to help you. And I didn't have to worry that I thought something was going to fail. We were very used to store setup processes. So it, it really helped us when we were in those types of binds. And then similar to what Becky just said, some folks are not coming back from that. They're saying, well, now I have this easier way to do things. And Now I see and I believe all the benefits that I've heard of why we don't need to have the check in the form walk down to the cash operations office when we can just do this all online. And so, or, or, you know, card present solutions that we definitely have a place for card present solutions in our campus, but some, some groups have just given us back their terminals and said, we weren't using these for the past two years. We found other ways. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Don't forget, there's a number of new resources posted to eCampus, including a guide to interactive video learning, which is put up by Canvas Studio, uh, another guide on enriching learning in higher education with new display technology, as well as some interesting insights and information about rethinking well-being in higher ed, something that we're all obviously still need to, to deal with as we get through COVID. Uh, and that's also why it's important to visit eCampus News every week 
to stay on top of the latest innovations that are happening in higher ed. I want to thank you for your time. Always remember that eCampus News is free for educators, and always we're always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eCampus News. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Adobe Sign. Adobe Sign helps schools go paperless, which revolutionizes the business of running an institution. Use Adobe Sign to create seamless workflows that are simple for staff and students and can save your school both time and money. Reduce errors, increase security and compliance, and foster operational resiliency. Be sure to join us November 4th at 2 p.m. for our upcoming webinar entitled Back Office Innovations in Higher Ed, where our panel of experts will discuss how automating your campus's various workflows from staff onboarding and one-to-one device management to digitized e-signature consent forms can improve the user experience for administrators, educators, and students alike, while also saving time and money. Go to ecampusnews.com to register.